drive the amazing golf ball uh, whacker guy. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Golf Picks of the Plotniks. I am Dino the Pig, and I'm joined by my brother, Jared the Farmer Plotnik. I am out here in Montauk in the Hamptons on vacation, but still nonetheless doing my due diligence, going to make sure that we can get the content out for the fam and get some winners. This is a week unlike any other other. We've got three tournaments, at least, if you really want to think about it, with some opportunity on the board to make some money. What are you, what are you thinking here? I mean, I mean, obviously John Deere, one of the worst PGA tour fields we've seen in quite some time. Then you could go overseas to the Irish. We've got the live tour this week. Uh, I got a lot going on here, huh? Yes, we do. And uh, I mean, I'm, I'm like the opposite of most people. I guess I'm zigging while others are zagging, but I love these fields. These are my favorite types, these shitty ones where you don't just have a Scotty Scheffler um, that's going to smoke the whole field, where you can just dig into some guys that have actually been playing some good golf. Numbers um, are nice, and they're at big, juicy odds in a shitty field, so they actually have a chance to win instead of just wasting money on um, <laughs> a 201 guy that in, in a stacked field. So I kind of like the John Deere. I'm excited for it. Uh, I, I remember last year at Adam Shank, watched him implode on the back nine. I had him like 150 to one, and he had the solo lead on the back, and then it just – hit that eject button and that's what you're going to get with, with some long shots that haven't won before but uh, i love these kind of tournaments again so i'm ready to go yeah the scheduling is really odd this week obviously got the john deere but the john deere used to always be before the open championship but now with everything going on they've changed things a lot on the pga tour schedule so they decided to make the scottish open a pga tour event which is in two weeks time and then let alone on top of that, you've got the Irish Open, which is this week as well. So a lot of guys are heading overseas. A lot of guys just played in the Northeast, an easy trip to get to Europe. So a lot of guys heading over for the Irish Open. A lot of guys sticking around to play. or not If they're not playing in the Irish Open, they're going to Ireland and playing the J.P. McManus 36-hole Pro-Am, which is going to be Tiger Woods' first event in quite some time. And then also... With all of that going on, you got the live tour as well with teeing it up in Brook, uh, sorry, Portland with a lot of marquee names that have decided to head over there. So, I mean, the scheduling is absolutely wild. It'll be nice to see Tiger. So the Pro-Am, I believe, starts on like Monday. I think it's a Monday, Tuesday Pro-Am. And then after that, most of the guys will head over to the Scottish Open, get prepared for the Open at the Old Course St. Andrews going to be absolutely electric so a lot of fun stuff coming up but we don't we don't we, don't, we tend not to talk about the past but i will say travelers somewhat of an interesting you know fun finish there you had xander shoffley who felt like he was running away with it but then poor sahit tigula makes an absolute run on sunday and one of the dirtiest lip outs to potentially force a playoff that you'll see on the PGA Tour, poor guy going for his first win ever. Yeah, uh, it was vicious. It had some Mito memories for me. Hashtag Mito memories from the PGA. Uh, that was that was rough. Yeah, poor guy. But guess what? He teased it up this week, and he is a top five favorite. And that just goes to show how poor this field is. So let's first talk about the John Deere Classic here. And we'll jump right into it at TPC Deer Run. 
This is a par 71, 7,200-yard 7, course on bank grass greens. Your previous winner, Lucas Glover. Before that, you had Dylan Fertelli at minus 21. Michael Kim, minus 27. Bryson won this back in the day. Ryan Moore at minus 22. Speeds won this. Harmon, let's just say, needless to say, is winners are going to be winning at minus 20 or a lot lower than that because, or I guess higher, depending on how you look at it. But this is going to end up being an absolute birdie fest. So uh, thoughts on the course and how you're going to design your card this week. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, John Deere, pretty simple for me. I mean, pretty wide fairways, but you got to be in the fairways. But um, since it's a relatively short course, it's going to be a ton of wedges, ton of wedges, and you're going to have to have a hot putter. I mean, on a, when you have birdie fest like this, going to have to be putting, going to have to have those wedges dialed in. And that's really what I'm looking for. I'm looking to design my card this week, kind of my favorite in these tournaments like this. I got a lot of long shots. I got an eight-man card this week, and I'm only um, four-fifths four-fifths of the way exposed as I normally am. So taking a lighter, uh, lighter amount, but more bullets and just firing away and hopefully uh, hit a, a bullseye. Yeah, my end got, definitely got a, a very small card, especially uh, the way I've been betting lately. But that's primarily because I did do some due diligence on some of these other tours. I want to try to give myself as much, much exposure as I can. But I'll dive deep just a little tad bit into TPC Deer Run. As I mentioned, a lot of birdies going to be made here. Definitely looking at guys that are going to give themselves chances to score, especially on those bent grass greens. We've got some pretty easy par fours throughout the entire course. Three par fours between 350 and 400. You got another four from 400 to 450. So it's certainly not a long course. And then you've got three par fives and they all play pretty long, but I think they'll be gettable with the conditions this week, the proximity on the approach range that I like to talk about very often, pretty stagnant throughout the numbers this week. So I wouldn't expect anything special. I think that you mentioned definitely be good with your wedges and certainly those short irons, but look, you can bomb the ball here. The rough is not going to kill you. The average or every distance higher than the T the PGA tour average. I will say some of these screens are fairly large, but stuffage is going to be happening. The GIR proximity to the whole rate is lower than the regular PGA tour average. And scrambling is easy getting, we've been talking about around the green play for shit feels like it's been six to eight weeks at this point. And I don't think that's going to be an issue here, especially when you consider that there is a 71% GIR rate at TPC Deer Run. So without further ado, honestly, I'll send it right to you and we'll talk about the card here. Your, your favorite this week, Webb Simpson, 14-1. Had him as a pony last week, thought he had a chance, but didn't do what we need him to do on moving day. So was not there in contention on Sunday, but... He's 14 to 1. And then you got Adam Hadwin at 18, Thigala at 20. And just like that, well, you know what? I'll keep it moving for the 10 to 30 range just because there's so few guys. This is a Corn Ferry Tour S field. Then we move to Denny McCarthy at 25 to 1, Maverick McNeely at 28, Scott Stallings, Jason Day, Bazaden Hout. And guys like Charles Howell, Adam Long, and Patrick Rogers. So, hey, I mean, what caught your eye? Because I'll tell you what, 
looking at those names, I ain't touching any of that shit. Yeah, I mean, it's just a bunch of shitty players that are in good form right now. And the difference between them and the guys down the board to me are just negligible. So, I mean, if I mean, obviously, Webb, cream of the crop. The putter just going to get it done for us last week or else he would have had a chance. But um, if anything up here, I'd be just taking Webb as a solo bullet. But I feel like this, I'm not doing that. I'm not, I mean, I, I like Danny McCarthy, but he's just at 28 to 1. He's the same golfer as guys that I have on my card at 60 to 1, at 71, 80 to 1. So, um, I'm just avoiding this area entirely. Yeah. Uh, the one guy that caught my eye just off pure value, just cause I think that in longevity, he's just a better player than everybody else in this range. Got to give it to Jason day here. And he's probably my favorite play at the top of the board here. And I have decided I'm going to bite the bullet and take Jason day as my first bet. Look, there's nothing sexy about this guy's iron play. It's actually quite atrocious, but I think that at the end of the day, you could say that, but he's been playing tough events. I mean, some of the events, the Memorial, PGA Championship, Wells Fargo, those are three of the last five events he's played, and all of those events are what I would consider to be not easy. Boom, just got that mosquito. I am recording this from outside on the balcony while I am out here in the Northeast in Montauk, but got him there, so suck on that. And I think that all it takes is one week. I mean, we've he's he's had spike weeks with his iron game throughout the year, gained 6.4 at the Wells Fargo. His around-the-green game is always pristine. The putter can absolutely pop. In his last four events, he's gained in three out of the last four, and of those three, gained over two strokes on all of those events. And he's finally figuring something out off the tee, which you love to see. He's gained in six straight events off the tee. Jason Day at 30 to 1 in a field where Sahit Tikala is favored as the, the top three favorite in this field. I don't know. That's uh, quite ridiculous if you ask me when he's favored behind guys, guys like Scott Stallings and Maverick McNeely. If there was any chance, and guess what? The one other thing I will say about Jason Day, he's got a lot to play for. Not only status, which I think he'll be fine on status on the PGA Tour, but to get into majors and to qualify for some of these upcoming fall, what they're not calling WGCs, but what's going to be the new fall event. We're going to have to qualify to be a top 50 player in the world. I think that some of these guys like him, if they're not going to go to the live tour, have a lot to play for. And for all those reasons, I start my card with Jason Day. You got some balls, buddy. That's just a straight field play, but I get it. I mean, it's just after when I took him last week and those numbers were just ugly, red everywhere. But um, he is good old Jason Day, and I'd love to see him win. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I got my card doesn't start until 50 in the 50s range. So if you got anything else, take the yeah, I'm, I'm going to bite the bullet on another guy that was really popular last week. Unfortunately, couldn't get all four rounds to come together, but TD green game and off the tee game were there. Just couldn't get it going around the greens. And I'm not too worried about that this week, but the guy has two top tens in his last six events. And I'm going with Cameron Davis here, previous winner on the PGA tour. Uh, I think he's rounding into form the approach play he's gained in two, four, six, seven of his last eight events off on his approach play. And I think that 33 in this field certainly is not something that I, I could complain about. 
I think that this is just going to – I think it's a good number this week, uh, all things considered. I mean, there's only so much I can say about this because he's never missed a cut at the John Deere, but this is the worst field that they've ever had there. And I think he'll be trying to tune his game up for a huge uh, swing on the European side of things heading into the Open. I think that his approach play, you know, on average gaining – 1.5 1.5 on approach in his last five events. And the putter has been gaining in six, seven of his last eight events as well. Get everything going in one week. And Cam Davis seems like a prime candidate to win. I thought that everybody was on him last week and I was not on that. And it looked good for a while. He implodes, but it seems like a bounce back week. And I'm going to be on Cam Davis 33. As you can tell everybody out there, I don't have the full energy I usually do. Been on a uh, big party bender out here um, in the Northeast for my high school 10-year reunion, but, you know, still still making sure that I can get, uh, get what I can out for you guys. But, I mean, just at the end of the day, look at who's around him, right? Like Charles Howell III is ahead of him, Adam Long, Patrick Rogers, Nick Hardy, Brennan Todd. JT Poston, who's typically 175 to one. And I just think Cam Davis, he's won, he won on the PGA Tour last year. He's a really good player. And I think that this could be a pop-off week for him. Yeah, I like Davis, gave him a look, but um, I missed a good number on him. So I decided not to pull the trigger on him and take a couple other guys down the board instead, but can't fault you there. So for me, I'll start my card off at, uh, 56 to one, I was able to snag and I'm doing it with the Canadian Adam Svensson going to him. He's just, I mean, last week, uh, like I said, it's pretty simple. What I'm going to be look, looking for guys that are just good. going to be alive off the tee. He's great off the tee. Um, guys that are really dialed in with their wedges gained four and a half on approach last week. And someone that can get out with a putter and Svensson has been known to be a notorious bad putter through his, uh, short, PJ tour career, but he's gained now putting in five straight his best putting week last week, getting 2.3 on similar bent grass greens. Uh, Svensson just does everything that I want to see a golfer do here at the John Deere and uh, 56 to one at a little better number than some of those guys in the 30 range. And I think they have about the same chance of winning. I'll happily start my card there with Adam Svensson. Yeah. I already seen him at 40 around guys like Cam Champ, who I don't think is a good course fit. Ches Reeve. We know that there's one tournament he loves, and uh, that already has surpassed Lanto Griffin's, the Adam Shanks that you mentioned. And, yeah, I can absolutely see Spenson. All it takes is one huge week with the putter. The rest of the game typically cooperates, but one big week putting for Spenson, I, I can't see. I hate it. I'm in a similar range here at 50 to one and I'm going to go with a guy who was in contention just a few weeks back and that's Alex Smalley who really gave it a run at the RBC Canadian Open two weeks ago gaining 4.6 on approach and then the putter just absolutely abandoned him loses 4.2 strokes putting but was literally right there on Saturday and unfortunately couldn't duke it out with guys like Tony Finau, Rory McIlroy and uh, Justin Thomas so can't fault him there, but gaining off the tee consistently, gaining on approach consistently. His one fault, if you look at the numbers, is his around the green play. Don't expect that to be a big issue for him here. I feel like he's one of those guys that's coming from the Corn Ferry Tour, 
And I just have a gut feeling this week. It's just a personal gut feeling that one of those corn fairy tour guys, either from last year, like that may have just gotten their tour card this year or in the last two or three years that's young and becoming is going to pull out a victory this week because this is basically an alternate event. And I think that Alex Smalley, Smelly Smalley, as I like to call him, I think he fits the bill there. All right. Uh, he's on my shit list when I took him last week in DraftKings and bet him and he missed a cut. So hopefully he does a little better for you than he did for me. Uh, moving on next on my card, I'm going to 65 to 1. And I don't know why, but uh, I, I'm apparently I'm on the Canadian train this week because I'm going with Nick Taylor, a guy that can get really hot with birdies, get really hot with his irons. He's been um, <clears throat> gaining with his irons in seven of his last eight, uh, just really hitting his irons well, especially at the Schwab and at Wells Fargo. And if he can get the putter rolling, which he, he tends to be Jekyll and Hyde with that, gets hot, gets cold. But when he gets hot, he gains a lot like he did at the RBC Canadian uh, where he gained two and a half with his putter. Um, he's always going to be serviceable off the tee, not the longest, but tends to be a little accurate. I think, uh, this is, I mean, he won a few years ago. He's competed a few times. I feel like this is the kind of field where when his approach game and his putters rolling, uh, he could really pop. So at 65 to one, I'm going with Nick Taylor. Yeah. The Canadians, I, I like to fade them at the Canadian open because then nobody ever tends to win there, but now seems like a good time to buy back low on them. So I don't hate the Nick Taylor call. Yeah, thanks, so, dude. <laughs> I appreciate it. Sorry. I, I, the last three podcasts, I've been so energetic. And uh, I know I don't have it, but um, I'm here, guys. So I'm trying to give, uh, give everything I got. I'm running on 10% if, uh, for, for what it's worth, but all good. So um, I believe you and I are both on the same guy here, but you've got enough better odds. But obviously, you're home, able to grind a little bit deeper than I have over the last week, living in my own fantasy land out here, living on the beach and buying tables and spending more money than I probably own and going into debt for it. So I got to try to find a winner this week, but I believe Very we're on the same. Kid. I'm proud of you. Yeah. I believe <laughs> I believe we're on the same guy this week that's going to get me out of that debt. So I believe your next bet is probably the same guy as me. So uh, tell me about it. Wow, look at you know, knowing my card. Um, it's yeah, six, I got sixty six to one next on my card. Um, I don't, God don't even know the last time he's won, but he, I do know he makes the cut every year at the Honda Classic when I go there. That's the only reason I know who he is, and that is John. <laughs> I don't know why I said that in like a sexual like tone. It was just like, uh, I don't know why it came out that way. Yeah, um, like it should have been like. Uh. Yeah, uh, that was awful. So yeah, he hasn't won since 2012. So let's get off the Schneid ten years later, right? Um, why not John? Huh? I mean, his numbers right now, guy is just hitting the ball fantastically. Get, has gained one and a half strokes or more off the tee his last three events. Has gained um, on approach two last week, four and a half the week before, three and a half the week before that. Around the green game with him is always going to be pristine. It all comes down to the putter with John, huh? Putter has uh, cooperated last week, gained two and a half strokes, and that's what's going to get you a 13th place finish at the Travelers. Uh, but the two weeks before that, even uh, losing three strokes putting and one and a half strokes putting, he still came in 25th and 12th. So three top 25s in a row, playing very well. That This is the exact kind of course that would fit the game of John, huh? 
And he, he finished seventh here uh, two starts ago when he, um, when he was hitting his irons well, and that was not even gaining putting. So I think if he can just get the putter going again today, John Hunt, or today, this week, John Hunt will be in contention this weekend. Well, if he gets the putter going today, then uh, I don't know how much that will help us, but maybe that means that he'll ride the momentum into the tournament. Yeah. So I'll yeah, give you that. Yeah, absolutely. All right. How about I, I, I one up here because I'm on John. <laughs> Is that better for you? You did it sexually too. Yeah, but I gave it more of an oomph than you did. You like moaned like a girl. I was moaning like a man. Yeah, well, guess what? That's how I act when I'm in bed. Role play, baby. <laughs> All right. Well, um, yeah, I'm on John Ha as well. Thank you for doing the dirty work for me there. I like him this week. The numbers rate out, and I'll just leave it there. I, you know, just for everybody out there, we, we don't just call Jared the farmer for fun. It's not like the guy actually has done a single piece of farm work in his career uh, as a human. I don't even know if he knows what a sh- like how to use a shovel, but what he does do is he caches the crops. And that's why he's the farmer. You tail the farmer, he caches the crops. So I will be tailing that, and I'll be on John Hunt as well. Yeah, I've been shoveling fucking dog's shit all week while you've been gone little melted shit because she's missing her father so i believe i am a farmer in more ways than one brandon <laughs> a farmer or a farther farther farmer farmer farther yeah that was the worst joke i've made yet all yeah, right um, five minutes of not talking that was atrocious well it's all right i've got one last bet on the tpc deer run card and i'm gonna go with austin smotherman I don't really have – I don't need to say anything. Everybody knows at this point. It's a FOMO bet, but I've been getting him at like 80 to 100, maybe 110 to 1, and he's 75 to 1 this week. You might have even gotten a better number than I got, but uh, Austin Smotherman, the guy is – he's going to win on the PGA Tour. I'm just telling you now, and I'm just going to leave it there. I'm not getting into the, to the numbers. Austin Smotherman. And, yeah, I'm actually yes. on him too. I, I got 100 to 1. With Smotherman, and yeah, he's just a better player than all a bunch of the other players in that range. When he wants to be, he's a great ball striker, and we just got to hope for the week where he wait. Has a did hot I say player. Austin? You actually Anthony? said his name right for once. Yeah. Fuck, it's Anthony Smotherman. My bad. No, it's Austin Smotherman. Um, but yeah, I'm on him as well. I think that number's too high in a field like this. I feel like these are the kind of fields where he's going to be competing moving forward. Um, but yeah, a little uh, less than that though. I also at ninety to one. Uh, I am on Nate Lashley again, ninety to one. Guy tends to really pop in these uh, off-field events like Corrales, where he finished fifteenth, and Puerto Rico he came in seventh. And I consider this a similar field as that, other than Webb Simpson being in the field. Other than that, it's uh, a knockoff event. So uh, last week at the Travelers, gained in all four categories, led by his approach play, gaining two and a half. And his putter almost gaining two strokes putting there. He's played here once before, came in 26th a couple of years ago at the John Deere. He gained in all four categories again. His game is just very good. And it, it I like him on birdie tracks where he, where he won in Detroit a couple of years ago and he just stormed the field with he shot like 26 under or something. When he can, he can just rack up birdies and bunches. And at 90 to one, um, I'm going to take that shot with Nate Lashley. Nasty Nate Lashley. You got anything else? Back. Uh, no, a uh, small card for me there because uh, I, I decided that I wanted to go with the trio of tours this weekend. This oh, oh hold, stop getting ahead of yourself. I'm still talking about this event. I asked, are you done with this event? It's a yes or no I, question. It was, 
yes, I'm done. I was just saying I have a small card. You can't. I fucking. No, you were trying TV. to get. You were trying to get into the other tour. No, I, I wasn't. I was just saying uh, that I have a small card because I'm dealing with the trio of tours. Right. So finish off your card, you fucking pig. Yeah, so I thought uh, you're you're actually the pig. But moving forward, I have two guys left now in the triple digits that I just actually I lied. I have three guys left. But let's start off with my amateur sensation, Chris Gutterup. Oh my god! At a hundred to one, what I just talked about, similar field as these off-field events. Puerto Rico, he came in seventh place as an amateur. Uh, he was actually leading on the weekend. We've talked about this before. And what did he do with the Travelers last week? Exactly what I wanted to see: gain four strokes ball striking and gain three strokes putting. You're gonna have to get a hot putter this week. Uh, you're gonna have to be good off the tee and on approach. And this guy's talent. I mean, if I'm in the hundred range with all these other schmucks that haven't won in years. Do I want to bet on them or do I want to bet on the guy that actually has legitimate upside to be a good PGA tour player for years to come? Yeah. I'm going to go with the high upside with uh, Goddard up here. Uh, he played, he made the cut at the U S open gained two and a half strokes. And again, the numbers I just said from last week at the travelers, he's playing some good golf right now and has shown on the PGA tour. He can compete. I like that at a hundred to one also at hundred to one. I'm going with Hayden Buckley. My boy from last swing season starting to show little signs of life. I just think he's better than, again, just like the, my thing with Goddard. Hayden Buckley has a chance to actually be a pretty good PJ Tour player, uh, unlike a bunch of the other schmucks around him. And last week, gained almost three strokes with the putter, gained three strokes off the tee, gained a half a stroke on approach. Hopefully his wedges get a little more dialed in this week and that putter stays hot because the week before he came 14th at the U.S. Open. Pretty good for a guy that uh, qualified the week of. And last but not least, at 125 to 1, I'm going with Sam Ryder. Uh, you're looking at his numbers. This guy is playing low-key some really good golf if it wasn't for his putter. At the Travelers last week, gave 5.7 on approach. Love to see the irons dialed like that. Uh, gained a slight gainer off the tee, but he's lost five straight putting. Um, but, I mean, he's a very volatile putter. If you look at the – he gained seven of eight tournaments before that. Uh, in putting and gained a lot, uh, gained four and a half, four, three in some of those events. So he can get hot with the putter, which is what we're going to need. And the other thing is when you look at his course history here, a second place finish a couple years ago, 18th, 58th, made the cut all three years and all three years he's gained three and a half, seven and five putting. So he likes something on the greens here at the John Deere. So at 125 to one, if he gets that putter rolling with those approach numbers from last week, Sam Ryder is going to be alive come Sunday. Wow. Just wow. Yeah, it's I, feel, I know it blows you away sometimes. So well, I I, it's just great when like I'm not the, the crazy wild statistical analysis, like throwing the crazy stats out of left field guy and, and you're taking the reins because you know that uh, you needed to pick me up this week. You know what that means? That's what good brothers, big brothers would do. So appreciate that. All right. That'll wrap up the outright cards for the PGA Tour event this week. But it's not the only event this week. We're headed to the Live Tour. They're going to Portland this week. A lot of big names in the field. They added guys like Bryson DeChambeau, Patrick Reed, Abraham the Mexican Answer. And they are going to be playing at Pumpkin Ridge Golf Club. It's a par 71, 6,900 yards. Yeah, pretty short track. They're playing at the Witch Hollow course. What's interesting about this event, or at this course, I should say, the one thing that everybody's been talking about, but if you haven't heard it yet, 
Tiger won three back-to-back-to-back U.S. Amateur events, and one of them was uh, at this course. So, guy loves it. Too bad he's not playing this week, but uh, we will get to Tiger in the coming weeks. But that's just the one marquee thing to think about, that that this has been played at a pretty high level. I'm not going to get into a whole course preview, but what I can do is we could talk about the board just a bit. Dustin Johnson, rightfully your favorite, right behind him at 11-1. Brooks Koepka, Louis Oosthuizen, Abraham Ansah is at 12-1. Gooch at 14, Bryson 16, Reed 16, and then you get to Kevin Na and Sergio at 20, and then obviously some other names that obviously aren't great in the official World Golf rankings above that number. So I looked at this card, and I don't have to do what I have to do on a PGA Tour, you know, regular week on on tour and have to try to sift through the numbers and try to compare it to how the course is going to play and making cuts and not making cuts. No, I'm just going to pick a guy that is – I think mispriced when that is Bryson DeChambeau at 16 to one odds. This is an auto bet. If you're going to give me 16 to one in a field like this with no cut where there's no waves, they're all playing at the same exact time. How do I not take Bryson this week? I don't know. I like it. I mean, I don't know anything about the course, so I can't really comment. I don't know. Well, that's my point. Who cares? I think it's a great number in comparison to the field. Like it's a shit. It's a, it's a below average field. There's only forty eight guys in the field, and he's sixteen to one odds. Like that's how, <laughs> that's crazy. I mean, Patrick Cantley was like twelve to one last week in a full hundred fifty six man field with a cut, and this has no cut. And it's Bryson DeChambeau. He's a major winner. He's won five times on the PGA Tour. 16-1, absolute auto bet. There? Oh, don't yell at me. I didn't do anything to you. I'm just what, do, you have, do you have any? You, you didn't want no, to... you're so passionate. I'm going to tell you on DeChambeau. That's going to be my bet. I'm just Let's gonna, go. I'm, I'm fired up with the passion that came uh, 30 minutes into the pot out of you, so count me in. I mean, I just don't get how that number, like, I, I don't get it. I mean, Brooks is 11-1. to 1. The guy's been fucking dog shit, and now – if there's one mantra about Bruce Kepka, what is it? He doesn't even give a fuck about playing golf. He only cares about majors. This couldn't be – this is actually – I think he'd care less about this tournament, like winning it, than he would about winning fucking the 3M Open or fucking – or, for example, the John Deere Classic. Like, <laughs> this guy couldn't care less. I think the same thing about Louis Oosthuizen and Dustin Johnson. Those are three of the five guys that are ahead of him. Like, it just, to me, blows my mind. If I think that if there's anyone that is more motivated than anybody in the entire field other than guys that want to make more money that are, like, long shots, at the top of the board, it's easily Bryson DeChambeau. And he finally played a full – he actually made the cut at the U.S. Open, which was impressive from coming off of his injuries. It wasn't great, but he made the cut, and – he was able to play four, four full rounds. So, yeah, uh, um, I'm in on Bryson there. And then, lastly, the big third tournament of the week, we're going. Oh, to- hold on. I saw. I actually have a play on this. I'm going 
James Piot, 301. Guy looked impressive at the U.S. Open playing with Rom and whatnot. He's 301, dead last. This kid's like a top amateur from the U.S. This line is just completely off. James Piot, 301. He's going to win and cash me all the moolah. I mean, fuck, why not take 300 to 1 at a fucking – when there's just 48 guys in the field. Yeah, it's not like no, he's just a no, random And he can't like even he, – like, no cut. Like, he could be right there on Sunday. Did you see – Sunday. Well, they played Thursday and Saturdays because it's fifty-four holes. But did I mean I I didn't watch like intently the London event. But if you looked going into the final round at the top ten of the leaderboard, it was legitimate absolute dog shit. So like anybody could be in contention, and why not him? Well, exactly, James P. And, I don't even know who won the first one. Who won the first? Uh, it was uh, Schwartzel. Oh yeah. Um, hey, Marlins three nothing. So there, finally. All right, love to hear it. All right, let's get to the third event of the week, the Irish Open. This is on the DP World Tour, coming on the heels of the DP World Tour and the PGA Tour coming to, I believe, a thirteen degree, thirteen year agreement as a partnership type of thing. Um, which, whatever that means, I don't really understand like how it relates, but uh, I think it was because guys that have uh, official world golf rankings, like, and they finish in, cause they have the DP, the Rolex series, just like the FedEx cup, where if you earn enough um, amount of points throughout the season, then you gain PGA tour membership. And they added, I believe it was five more to the list. And so now, the DP World Tour players, a lot more guys will be making their way to the U.S., which is really cool. So, anyways, Irish Open this week. A lot of guys heading out to Ireland. Unfortunately, most of them are playing in the Pro-Am. But pretty decent fields here. So, let's uh, let's jump into the field here. I did bring it up. Your outright favorite, Shane Lowry, obviously, from Ireland. Seamus Power. You got guys like Terrell Hatton. Thomas Peters was in a playoff this past week on the DP World Tour, Ryan Fox, Jordan Smith, Aaron Rye, and uh, Lucas Herbert actually won the event in a playoff versus Thomas Peters this past week on the PG uh, DP World Tour. So uh, from what I've read about it in the course, scores tend to go really low, which sounds just about right. Um, Lucas Herbert is the defending champ. Sorry, he's not the one that was in a playoff with uh, Peters. I believe I for, honestly, I don't know. I don't, I'm not a DP world t- tour uh, sharp, but I'm going to throw some fucking long shots. Well, I wouldn't call them long shots. I'm not going to throw a lot on them. They're micro type unit plays, but uh, I mean, I, when the John Deere classic is so bad this week to have exposure elsewhere, sounds interesting to me. And I'm going to start with my boy, Adrian Maronk at 28 to one odds at the Irish open. You know, I love this guy. But coming in in phenomenal form, three top ten finishes in his last five starts on the European Tour. He's tall. He's long off the tee. The guy is just a stud, honestly. We saw him in the Olympics. Wasn't terrible. Made somewhat of a run to get into that playoff at the Olympics. Didn't work out all too well, but, you know, it didn't for everybody other than the top three finishers. So, um, Adrian Morocco, 28-1, to one, and then, Good to go with the Italian Guido Migliozzi, fifty-five to one. The guy's been in bad form, but that's on the European tour. Guess what? Came to the U.S. T fourteen at the U.S. Open. 
last uh, a week or two ago. So maybe something's uh, kicking into gear. Adrian Moronk, 28, and I can get Guido Migliosi at 55-1. to 1. Seems like a nice number, even though he's not trending in the right direction on the Euro Tour coming from the U.S. and then heading into a huge few weeks in Europe. Uh, 55 to 1 seems like a good number for me. So uh, give me those two guys and we'll see how that goes. Interesiado. Interesiado. All right. Well, I'll let you get to your matchups. I've decided, even though I was 2 and 0 in my full tournament PGA matchups last week, you are clearly the matchup master. Get to your matchups this week, get to our first round leaders, and let's get on our way. Oh, these are the, my favorite. Um matchup weeks because uh, I like to pinpoint some of those guys that have been hitting the ball well that are just kind of no-namers that you actually get matchups that you don't normally get in stacked fields because they don't put them on there. So um, I got a six-pack for you this week. We're going to start off with my boy, Denny McCarthy, plus 125 over Chucky Three Sticks. Chucky Three Sticks, great course history here, but not hitting the ball well overall. I know he just had a good last week. I don't know, just Denny McCarthy had a bad week uh, missing a cut after his US Open. But where I want Denny McCarthy is you're gonna his wedges are solid, and then just get that hot putter. I get I'm getting plus money on it. Gladly take that one. Um, I'm going. Sorry, Brandon, but numbers don't lie. I'm a numbers player. Going Bazaden Hoot over Jason Day. Bazaden Hoot's kind of tailored to this course. His odds were so low, thirty to one. I wasn't gonna pull the trigger on him, but. Um, I like him here this week on a track like this. He's been just steady Eddie overall, and Jason Day is so volatile. Uh, I will just pick on him there at plus money. I'm going Hardy, minus 130 over Lucas Glover. Lucas Glover, not really hitting the irons that well, and his putter is just ice, freaking cold. Short game is just atrocious well, right now. Yeah, you're Lucas getting the number because he's the defending champ. Well, That's why you're getting a good number. I, I never received – I'm not getting a good number. Hardy's minus 130. Yeah, should be better. Have you seen Nick Carter the last four weeks? This guy's been on fire. He has been on fire, and he's a local boy here playing just great golf overall. Knows the area. I like him here over Glover. I'm going Nick Taylor, minus 110 over fellow countrymen. Taylor Pendrith, who's making his return from a rib injury. He's been out for a few months. That's someone I'm going to want to pick on on a track that doesn't really fit his game where he's typically the guy that just takes uh, over with his long driver. So really like Nick Taylor, minus 110 in that spot. I'm going David Lipsky. He was last one off my card. I'm, I may just add him live. I saw he's going off in the afternoon on Tuesday, just waiting for a little better number on him. But I like how he, um, how he <clears throat> projects for this course, taking him minus 105 over Andrew Putnam. And last but not least, this one's my favorite. May even make it a two-unit banger, but I've already given you all the good information of why I love Sam Ryder this week. And taking him over Scott Piercy. Piercy was atrocious last week with his irons at the Travelers. And, um, yeah, I'm going to pick on him right now with someone who's in really good form uh, that has good course history here. So that is my six-pack of matchups. The Farmer six-pack. All right, uh, first-round leaders. I actually did not get to that yet. Um, well, I, everybody, Twitter at Jared P underscore. Yeah, good job, Randy. Good plug. Always got the plug there. All right. Sounds like that's going to do it. I probably need a good night of sleep. I'm uh, traveling back to South Florida tomorrow where I could get to see my lovely brother and my dogs. And 
then wake up Thursday morning and watch all the golf live Irish Open. The John Lashley, Lashley, Taylor, Ryder, um, Buckley. Pretty much all my ponies that are going off in the morning wave, that's who I'll be on for the first round leader for those that don't want to tune into at Jared P underscore on Twitter. Well, I'll do it anyways. But that's going to do it for this edition of Golf Place of the Podniks presented by Bet the Farm Podcast. Good luck, my dudes. Later.